Royce, thank you very much. I, I just said it felt as though they made you guys uncomfortable tonight. Is that a fair statement? Uh, I mean, a little bit. You know, we, we got open looks. We just wasn't knocking them down. Uh, you know, we just going to keep making the making those reads and, you know, getting those open shots. And, you know, we just had to keep playing all the way to the end. The versatility of your team showed. Lou Dort's obviously outstanding. What did you guys change offensively as he was so focused on Donovan? Uh, nothing, just keep moving the ball, you know, looking for the open guy. Uh, you know, we just going to keep spacing and keep driving the ball, you know, getting those open looks. Uh, what happened to you tonight? Uh, obviously, you found a way to get back in the ball game, but you did ask out for a second. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Quick, quick, a little, you know, injury, but it would be all right. Keep playing. <laughs> You're incredible. Huh. You were, I knew you were giving me nothing there, right? <laughs> you know me. I'm gonna keep playing no matter <laughs> what. You know that I have to ask too, right? right? Okay. All right. How do you? Where do you feel this club is overall right now? Kind of af after tonight, as we head into Thanksgiving, uh, what's your feeling where this group is right now? Uh, I mean, we still got work to do. You know, we're going. You know, keep keep uh, you know progressing each game, uh, making those reads. You know, keep playing as a team. You know, every game. It's going to be a dogfight for us. So. Royce, appreciate the time tonight. Yep. And uh, talk to you in a few minutes on the plane. Gotcha. Thanks. That's Royce O'Neal. Nice of him to take the time. Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us now. And uh, 28 lead changes, 11 ties, entertainment value tonight through the roof. That was a dogfight, man. That really was. Uh, and you figured that, you know, Lou Dort being out there didn't play um, terrific the last time. You know, you felt like there'd be something there. But most important thing that happened tonight, Ron Boone, is the Jazz figured out a way to win the game. And that's always important when you can figure things out. Um, and I'm not so sure they totally figured it out. You know, they had some pretty good plays there as Donovan was able to come up with, what, six points in that closing minutes. Yeah, he was very to separate good. separate the two. But, boy, they, they just close out so quickly. I thought their defense was good. I mean, they rotate. They, they close out. Uh, they were cutting the Jazz off the dribble drives. Uh, how many lay I don't think they had that many layups to the basket. So offensively, from Davis' numbers, that's where they struggle the most. Yeah, one thing I like, they didn't turn it over a ton tonight um, in relation to kind of the pressure they mm -hmm. were feeling. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they did a much better job in transition, keeping you know, Oklahoma David City I, out of transition. Yeah, David and I discussed that as well. And it, also that... Uh, Mark did a great job out of timeouts. It seemed like the, the Thunder were going a brief run every time out of a timeout, and, and when the Jazz might be up four, five, six, eight points, something like that, and then they come out and they, they go on a brief run, put themselves right back in the ballgame, and that's the reason you had so many, so many lead changes in the game. You know, Tim, you make a great point, and this is probably really Coach's uh, point of view that you bring. Had we made the same mistakes tonight – on the defensive glass, in transition, turning the ball over that we did against Indiana or Memphis, we lose. Absolutely. But they did not make those mistakes tonight, and so they found a way to they found a way to win on a night where the Thunder were pretty committed to not make it not 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 make it easy. And you know, I think the Thunder missed Shea Gilgus Alexander for the final four minutes. But I don't think they really miss – I think they've got – I don't think they miss him as much for the first 44 because Giddy passes so much, mm -hmm. right? And so everyone's involved and engaged in playing at a really tremendous level um, up to that moment. Yeah, that's a good point too, for sure. What's your thought on Giddy? 
I really like him. Uh, I, I kind of wondered just, you know, seeing when the, during the draft and, and kind of seeing things. But, man, I, great IQ, kind of uh, mature beyond his years. And then I just think he does all the things that you need to do well. You know, kind of a Joe Ingles type guy. He doesn't so shoot how, it as good, but. Having said that, how good you think he can be? I mean, because I'm, I'm, I like what he's doing. I mean, he's, he, he's, he, he looks to pass and he has a pace, a tempo, I think that probably separates himself from a lot of players in the league because he's always driving very strong. If he's not there, he comes back out, distributes the basketball. He just makes things happen out there on the floor. Maybe it'd be a little bit different if, if Gilchrist was playing, but uh, he controlled the game for them. Yeah, he was, I, I was impressed by him. I think, I think he can be somewhere between Ron Boone and World Be Free. World Be wow. Free. That's a World name from the past. Now, you just brought up a player that David Ron Boone used to em- emulate uh-huh. in his backyard. childhood days. This is true. In his backyard. You know what I did the minute he said World Be Free? I now, how do it. I know I did, that? I did because... his shot stroke. <laughs> tell Whoa. the other story. You can tell the other story. Be. Oh, about Kurt Purvis Short? No, well, Purvis Short, World Be Free, and Jerry West. Those have been the three. They walk that, into a bar. Uh, well, oh, wait. the three of them that have, like, been hanging out with Ron Boone, and I've, like, totally lost my mind. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, Jerry that, West yeah. is because, like, you know, he's Jerry West, right? The other two are because I was them in the backyard. Like, Ron was, like, hanging with, hey, David, I'd like you to meet Purvis Short. Like, I seriously almost fainted. <laughs> That's why we love the game, man. Jerry, Jerry West was probably the biggest one, though. You've yeah, I got my picture with the logo. That was really cool. Nobody really cared that got my picture with Purvis Short. No offense, Purvis. <laughs> well, hey, guys. Tim, have a nice Thanksgiving. Hey, you en- too. En- yeah. enjoy, that, enjoy that long ride. I will do it. Enjoy the long ride. Okay, buddy. I thank you every time. Thank you. Where's he going? Home. Just driving oh. home tonight. Do you ever have the feeling that when you drive home, you wish you could listen to the postgame show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to those other clowns. Where they have to come on after we're done. I had that the other night. I was driving home. I was like, what's that a post-game show to listen to? I was like, oh, I do. I just did mine. I have one to listen to. But I was mad the other night, so that's why. See you. Take care, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Don't Happy overdo it tomorrow. Uh, Especially you, it. Booner. Bad chance of that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. 110, uh, 110-104, the Jazz beat the Thunder tonight. We'll break it down next. Jazz game night post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, one ten to one oh four is your final. And uh, Coach Lacombe, David used the word uncomfortable when he, we were uh, talking to him there during crosstalk. I thought that was uh, I thought that was a good word that stood out. Uh, the the Thunder played the Jazz tough. They made them uncomfortable. And there's something about a situation like that where the other team has zero chance. I mean, in theory, right? They they had a very large chance there coming down the stretch to win that game. But in theory, without their best player, best scorer, and they're already kind of a watered-down team. You would think that the Jazz would have just gone in there and rolled. And so I think there's inherent pressure there. Um, and then this focus on, you know, trying to play better and, and be more attentive to the things that are important. Uh, but I really do think at the end of the day, those were the things that carried them through because, um, you know, the, the Thunder were only out in transition about 10% of the time. That was a major, major drop. From last game, the Jazz um, spent about 17% of the time trying to guard transition defense. So uh, that alone is really a big stat and uh, certainly a step forward. So 
did some of the things they haven't been doing and uh, did the other things well enough to figure out a way to win. Right. Uh, figure out a way to get good shots. And obviously Donovan Mitchell, um, where he came up short against Memphis in the final couple of minutes, uh, really played well uh, tonight in the final couple of minutes, even in a game where he didn't play particularly well with 13 points and six of 16 from the, from the field, did manage to uh, dish out five assists. Uh, the Jazz were led tonight by Jordan Clarkson, who had 20 points coming in off the bench. Bogdanovich had 19, Conley with 18. How about Rudy? 15 and 17, 17 boards and five block shots for Rudy tonight as he was extraordinarily active. The steal, we're just going to call it the steal, like they call the, uh, you know, the pass or the, the steal. The steal. When Rudy came flying through, stole it, and again, a Euro that he only took two steps. It was de- definitively not a travel. And he went in and scored that thing. That was that was really nice. And it came at a great moment in the game that gave the Jazz just a little bit more energy. But I thought Rudy was really good tonight. Uh, Lou Dort led the way for the Thunder with 27. Giddy, good-looking rookie, had 19 and actually hit a couple of big ones in the fourth quarter to keep the Thunder in it. You think they'll come up with a getting giddy with it? Maybe some Not kind bad. of jingle. Giddy also had eight assists and seven boards. At so. T. Lacombe, if you, you know, marketing ideas just <laughs> come to me like, Instantly. If you want Tim's services. Get and get it with it. All right. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Friday night. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We'll be back in action on uh, Friday. The New Orleans Pelicans are in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some post-game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down as well as the Jazz fall t- or excuse me, as the Jazz win tonight. 110 to 104 over the Thunder right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight. Your final score 110 104 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Tonight is your first night with the Arby's score big with Arby's promotion. Of course, uh, this season when the Jazz score 111 or more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's classic roast beef sandwich the next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. The first night of the promotion, Coach, the Jazz come up one point short. Man. I was ready to ring the bell, too. Oh, man. I was I was going to set off one of those hockey. <laughs> I was going to follow up. Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow with an Arby's regular roast beef. Get in the car, everyone. I know we're full. <laughs> We've got a free. I'm sitting good with you. Let's <laughs> go get a roast beef. I got a free one. Got you can use it. Free sandwich coming our way. But uh, and not... my bell sounded like a coyote. I realized. Sorry, <laughs> but not tonight. Didn't quite get to that 111, 110 to 104. But the Jazz uh, did, in fact, come away with the win. They shot 45% from the field, uh, or excuse me, that was the Thunder. The uh, the Jazz shot 40, well, 45% from the field, 31.9% from 315 of 47. 
Uh, the Jazz get, did get eight block shots as a team tonight, Coach, uh, including five from Rudy Gobert and only nine turnovers, as you pointed out with David Locke. You know, some of the things that have led to losses recently wasn't necessarily the reasons that they struggled tonight. No, it, it was, you know, a, a pretty well-played game by the Jazz. I mean, I was trying to nitpick and figure out, um, you know, it was hard to get in a rhythm, and, and I really do think that Oklahoma City played you know, like, like their hair was on fire. I mean, they played so hard and were running around making plays, and uh, the Jazz did a great job of just making sure they stayed in the game, and then Donovan kind of closed it out at the end. He and did. Simple as that. I mean, you know, you don't, that's the Cliff Notes version. You don't need to go back and watch it. That's basically what happened. All right, let's get some post-game sounds started for you. Let's go back to Oklahoma City and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Quinn, uh, what what are you seeing in the few minutes that you're getting from uh, Trent Forrest in the first half? Um, you know, consistently solid defense. You know, he's usually either makes a play that, that's visible that shows up in the box score. You know, with a block or a steal or something like that. Um, or he just, you know, he, he makes a play by, you know, being solid. And, uh, you know, those minutes that he's given us, you know, rarely, rarely does he come in and come out when, you know, the, the leads changed hands or anything of that nature because he's just been, you know, look at what he was tonight, plus minus, you know, I, that's a lot of times we, I, I always say it's a little deceiving at times, but you know, that's the biggest thing. It's to come in for two or three minutes is, you know, is a job and it's an important job. And, you know, for him to embrace it and have the impact that he's having, you know, it allows us to, you know, to keep Mike fresh for late in the game. Tony Jones, Coach, what did you uh, guys see? What did you see in the fourth quarter um, that allowed you guys to ultimately uh, pull away as opposed to, to what you saw um, as opposed to some of the stuff that you saw earlier in the game? Well, it, it, it's ironic, Tony, you say that. Like I, I thought we played as well as we have the entire season offensively, particularly in the first quarter. I mean, the ball was moving. We just, we just didn't make shots. I mean, I felt like we could have had a 15, 20 point lead in the first quarter. Um, you know, they converted on a few of those misses, but I, this is for us to feel that, um, to feel that, you know, the way that we can move the ball, um, as unselfish as we were, there was always, there's times when we feel like we're too unselfish, but I, you know, that's what we want. And, uh, so again, I, I thought to, to play that way and to continue to play that way, you know, they had a couple, you know, the end of the quarter, um, a couple of threes that were, you know, improbable, if not tough. Um, and then, you know, we just kept grinding and sometimes when you're playing the right way and you don't get rewarded for it right away, um, the easy path is to, to change how you're playing. And, you know, that wasn't the case. We, I thought Rudy was a monster late defensively, you know, and Donovan closed the game and that's a pretty good formula. I guess defensively, uh, throughout the majority of the game, how did you feel about the effort? You know, I, I think we're giving effort. There, there's some lapses in concentration. You know, we got cut, back cut a few times. Um, when we're, we're late, you know, sometimes with a, you know, when they're playing shooting bigs and we're getting in a late switch, if, 
we're not quite back to that guy soon enough where they get a three or the guy on the help side feels like he needs to help and stunts at the ball. And then we end up getting back cut. Um, that was a couple of situations like that, but I thought our transition defense was better. Um, a couple of situations where we just have to be a little more disciplined. Um, but I think our focus and, and our effort was really good. Q, obviously with uh, Hassan's early ejection, that kind of forced you to juggle some things, including a stretch where you had Rudy and Eric as the two primary bigs. What did you see in those situations? Well, that's a different team, obviously, that we haven't um, played with um, this year. Um, I, th I thought, you know, I thought Eric did a really good job being thrown into a situation that, you know, that he hasn't been in before. I thought he competed. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the way that we are built defensively, you know, having that size and rim protection is really, you know, systematically the way that we play. So um, for those guys to be put in that situation, you know, I think competitively we responded. There's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as the Jazz came away with a win tonight over the Thunder, 110 to 104. Uh, coach Snyder overall pretty complimentary of his team tonight. Yeah, I, I felt the same way, man. I felt like, you know, at times energy, you know, I think energy can always be a thing, but I thought for the most part, and they came out, we talked about it, they shared the ball. Right? That ball was popping around. Um, did a better job getting back, not turning it over, putting themselves in tough spots, and and they controlled the glass for the most part. So you got to feel good. Most importantly, I talked about it, you got to win three games this week. And in doing so, kind of refresh your mind as to, the things that help you win games. I mean, it's not making or missing shots all the time. There's other things you can do. And tonight's a good good example. The shots weren't going down. They hung with it and and did enough, right? Didn't didn't fracture, did enough to figure out a way to win. Interesting. He said uh, how the Jazz played in the first quarter was the best offensive basketball they've played all year possibly, but yet it was a quarter they only scored 21 points. And he talked about that. He said the shots just didn't go, but the way the offense was working – uh, he was obviously very impressed with, and that's something that you said right here at the beginning of the of the post game show that uh, the ball was moving and you liked how that looked, even though maybe the the points didn't necessarily follow. Yeah, it's the it's those pass aheads too. You know, the yeah. easy ones up the sideline to Mike or across the floor to Bojan. I just think adding some, I guess, for lack of a better word, color to your, uh, you know, to your palette. You know, they come down and they're so good in the half court, but teams really lock into it. And so to add something else and, and really cause the team some other issues, and they're capable of doing that. So to see it tonight in, in pieces was great. Hopefully they can just continue to build on that. All right, your final score, Jazz <clears throat> beat the Thunder, excuse me, 110 to 104. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own at mysubaruis.com. We'll get you sound from the players. Uh, coming up next, stay tuned. It's the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. The Jazz victorious tonight over the Thunder, 110 to 104. We'll get you some player sound 
excuse me, coming up here momentarily. But uh, let's get a look at your points in the paint tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Serta Pro Painters, tonight's points in the paint. Uh, let's see here. The Thunder outscored the Jazz 42-40. to 40. Little bit surprised, uh, I suppose, like uh, by that. Not necessarily a Thunder's number, but the Jazz number. I thought it might be a little bit higher. Yeah, it was near near even. I saw. I looked with about five minutes to go, and you know, it was right before Donovan made all those plays. Uh, but the Jazz were down probably six eight at that point, and figure out a way to kind of pull that thing even. Uh, that's always a good sign. It means uh, the rim's important. They're going to get there as well. Uh, but that mixed with the threes. Uh, 15 on on the night for the Jazz made that, uh, you know, good enough to beat the Thunder. 15 of 47 from three, uh, almost 32%. Let's see, just looking at the three-ball numbers. Mike Conley was four of 10, so nice night for him. Um, Rudy Gay, three of four. He had 15 coming in off the bench, 15 in 16 minutes. Man, that's a great line from him with five boards as well. Uh, that's exactly what you're looking for. Certainly from Rudy Gobert. Jordan Clarkson was, or excuse me, Rudy Gay. See, we did it. We did it, yeah. Hey, but he was, he hit big shots. Like, the timing of his shots were big. He is big. I think his size is going to be a real factor. I agree. I mean, that that one corner three hit with the hand in his face, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I'm trying to remember who the defender was. But, I mean, the fact that Rudy Gay just got up over the top of him and banged down that three was almost sheer size. There was nothing he could do about it. Yeah, he, he had some momentum baskets tonight it was nice to see that so yeah he finished with 15 and, and three of four from three you gotta like that jordan clarkson three of seven uh from three tonight donovan mitchell one of seven from three six of 16 from the field 13 points he did have five assists and three rebounds give me give me your thoughts on donovan's game tonight uh, of course we saw the last couple of minutes where where he really played well but at times he was visibly frustrated i think uh, you you have to you know because we see donovan all the time and very rarely do you see him frustrated uh i thought lou dort did a great job tonight of really marking him knowing where he was um making life really difficult you know the the piece that's crazy donovan takes 16 shots and does not shoot a free throw tonight i mean that just tells you how good lou dort is because you know um donovan you know in my mind maybe if anything maybe settled for too many jumpers as opposed to what he did late but maybe what he did late was kind of what he's going to keep in his back pocket if needed so uh, you know, overall, I like when Donovan's aggressive, and I think love and love to see him close out a game the way he did tonight. It is tough sledding as a number one offensive option in the NBA. Oh man, it it really is. It's it's a tough go. Oklahoma City is not a good team. They're 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 not. I mean, they play hard, but and they're young. They just don't have a, a ton of top end talent. And and Oklahoma City has a. Uh, as a Lou Dort that Donovan has to go up against. I mean, you know, we talked about the Kings, that uh, they can throw Davion Mitchell at Donovan. I mean, it just seems like that, uh, you know, every team in the West has some sort of option for the number one offensive player on the other team. There's not, doesn't feel like there's an easy night. And Donovan's been doing this for a long time, so it's nothing new, right? But, I mean, even a, even a, uh, a pre-Thanksgiving Wednesday night showdown with the hapless Thunder is not going to be an easy night. And, but, and I love that. I know that, that Donovan loves it. I, I mean, loves the fact that he's the number one guy on the scouting report. He's getting all of the attention, and he's trying to figure out, you know, through the process how to be consistently good every night and help his team win. Um, I think for the most part, it's done a great job. Dort, 
Dort is special, and he just he possesses the ability. Very very few guys are big and strong like he is, and have the feet that he has. Um, and then the the feel to not foul. I mean, there, there's a lot going on there in the positive on the defensive side for Dort. So uh, I would say, you know, Donovan, tip your cap. You're going to see him a bunch, and um, you know, there's. I, I feel like Donovan got the better of him just the way he finished the game. Let's go back to Oklahoma City. Donovan Mitchell sitting down to talk to the media. Hey, Don. I'm, I'm wondering just after that one, how do you feel about the effort and how that game went kind of as a whole? Um, you know, it was a good game. I think, you know, we, we did a lot of good things. Shots, to, I don't think the score reflected, you know, the way we played as a group. You know, we had some breakdowns, but we did a lot of good things that we can look back on and, you know, and be proud of, especially moving the ball on offensively. Um, you know, I think that that's one of the main things to take away. And, you know, they, they made some shots, they, they got some stuff and for us to close out the way we did is, is, you know, what we wanted, but yeah, we did a lot of good things. I think that's the one thing I, I would say I'd take away from that. We did a lot of good things as a group, um, you know, especially in the first quarter, you know, I think that was really, really, it looked really good, even though shots didn't fall, stuff didn't fall, stuff didn't necessarily go our way. Um, there was a point where it was. 12 to two, and then they hit three straight threes, you know, and then next, you know, it's 12, 11. Um, and they're about to call timeout where it's missed the layup, you know, it would have been 14 to two. So like those, those little things, you know, they happen in the course of the game, but, you know, uh, we did a lot of good things. Hey Don, so Rudy said in his walk-off interview that even, you know, during the times of the game when your shot wasn't falling, he felt like you were making good decisions, that you were moving the ball well. Does that become like, a conscious thing you do on a night when when your shot isn't going in, or is that just a natural byproduct of just running the offense? Um, I think it's just me just growing over time. Um, honestly, you know, I'm not going to have shot nights where you shoot perfect. You know, it's last night tonight. You know, it happens. You know, I'm not I'm not pressed about it. You know, at the end of the day, we have a talented team, so I don't. It's not like you know, I have to do this every night. You know, I mean, I would love to be able to you know continuously shoot well, and then sometimes it's going to happen. But, you know, at the end of the day, just being able to find there and make the right reads. That's all I can ask for, you know, go out there and make the right play. You know, sometimes it's putting the ball in the basket, sometimes it's passing, sometimes it's guarding, like maybe it's all in one, you know. But at the end of the day, that's, that's what I've been doing and, and growing into. So um, that's how I start off every every game, you know, whether the shot goes in or not, you know, just being able to make the right play. Yeah. I, I was just curious, you guys are up seven at one point, up eight, one point, you go all time out, mm-hmm. and you get right back. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, you know, coming out of a timeout, locking in, I think we gave up, start to fourth, I think was, was tough for us. We gave up the, the pick and pop, you know, they, they ran a lot of stuff out of that and we hadn't seen pick and pop in a while. Um, like that, that I can remember, you know, and they hit some shots, like I said, they made, they executed well, credit to them. Uh, but we got to come out, you know, and be able to not have compounding mistakes. Mistakes are going to happen, but, you know, Compounding them over time. Like I said, even the first quarter with the 12-2 run, you know, I don't contest. Somebody gets a layup, you know, like even though we make mistakes, it's not compounding them, especially late. Um, but how we responded, you know, got stops when we needed. You know, that's what we want. Yeah, down the end, you, you, you got some following, but you scored six straight at the end. You get your own, you know, split it back. Mm. Just a determination down the street. You've been a lot of this time. Yeah. Um, honestly, this is what I do. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, the right play. And then sometimes you got to go out there and just get it. Um, you know, I like those shots that I got. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to continue to take them. And my team trusts me. I trust myself. Put the work in for those moments. And, 
you know, never let the moment get too big. You know, I missed uh, the game one the other night, so you, you got to respond, you know, and at that time I did. Ryan Miller, KFL.com. Hey, Don, um, you guys have had, I think, six ejections now this season. Um, why, <laughs> you know, why, why does that keep happening, or if there is a common thread, I guess? And how hard is it to kind of adjust when that kind of happens? Uh, I don't know. I guess we wake up on the wrong side of the pillow. I guess that's the expression someday. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Um, now that you say it, we have been ejected a lot. I didn't even – I didn't think about it. You know, um, I didn't think Hassan deserved that one. I think, you know, the first one he deserved the first tech. I think we've all seen people say a lot more to get thrown out, especially early, you know, and I, I told Mark that. I thought it was – you know, it was real quick. You know, it was real quick, a second one. But, you know, at the end of the day, they called the call. But, you know, we got to be able to adjust. We hadn't blacked one through five in a long time. Um, so, you know, being able to kind of, you know, I'm not saying that was a problem, but being able to do that, run our offense. And then when you have, you know, Eric and Rudy Gay coming into a role where they're not necessarily been the five men, um, it's, it's different. But, you know, like I said, we were adjusting, getting things figured out. And that's part of being a good team, which is figuring things on the fly. You know, can't prepare for, for that happening. But, you know, it happens. You know, um, I would say I don't. I don't think we'll have that again. But I don't. I don't know. You know, I can't. I don't. I don't know if we'll get ejected again. Hope not. I guess time for one more follow-up. Hey Don. So a lot of the kind of problem areas that we've been talking about in recent games, the defensive rebounding, the transition D, the numbers at least looked a lot better tonight. How do you feel like you guys did in those areas? Uh, I would agree. I think. I think. Like I said, I think we did a lot of good things. A lot of things well and. You know, the fact that the game was so close may not reflect that, you know, but we did a lot of things, you know, that we, like you, like you said, we've been working on and trying to fix. We got back and transition. We had some mistakes, you know, which happened, but we got back. It wasn't, it wasn't glaring, I guess is what you're getting. That wasn't glaring like it has been in recent games. So um, just continue to, to plug away. Um, that's, that's it, man. It's just continue to plug away and uh, do what we do and we'll be good. Donovan Mitchell right there. Some interesting thoughts uh, from Donovan tonight. He finished the game uh, with 13 points, five assists. He was six of 16, shooting one of seven from three, but did get those uh, six points down the stretch were critical to uh, put this one away. Yeah, I, I liked, you know, Donovan's can being candid there. Uh, things weren't just going great for the team, but they hung in. Um, again, I, I love, at the end of the day, I love having Donovan uh, with the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter. Uh, knowing he's got that experience to close a game out. And um, tonight was another example. Hadn't gone his way. But, again, I, I think the ingredient that made it great was that he, he just wasn't going to be denied. It wasn't like the other night where he drove it and got to a fadeaway. He was, you know, his head was down. He was, was getting to the rim or he's going to get fouled. And I, I just really like when Donovan gets in that mindset. And I, I thought, you know, again, even though some of the shots didn't go down, I thought there was, there was a good bit. Mitt. Mix. I think Donovan needs to pick his moments, and often, oftentimes he's really good at it. Right? You know, when to get others going. You see that a lot in first quarters, where he'll make that extra pass and those sorts of things, and then figure out when is best for him to go out and beat his guy. And sometimes, you know, he turns it on in the wrong time, but not often. Usually, it's when the team needs it the most. I thought tonight was an, uh, a good example of that. And hey, he's going to have games like he did in Memphis where he turns the ball over and maybe doesn't do exactly what he wants to do, but it's good that he still has the confidence to know that when his team needs it the most, he still has the, 
I was about to say authority. I don't know if that's not that's the right word, but the, the confidence from his team that he can go out and make that play. Yeah, and they they love him to do it. You know, I mean, I think we they, the guys talk all the time about Jordan Clarkson and his shots, and that that's really something that the team, you know, thrives on him him finding ways when he comes in to score. Same with Donovan. Uh, you know, the guy's expectation at the end of the game, he's going to have the ball in his hands uh, to make a play and help the team. And I think as Donovan continues to mature, sees sometimes it's that play, sometimes it's kick out, but just his, his familiarity with being continuing to be in that role with those reps I think is, is a real positive. Want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to watch a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Let's get to your Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Lot Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Lot Auto Glass also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, SafeLight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Not a surprise, your master of the glass tonight, the one and only Rudy Gobert. 17 boards for Rudy tonight, three offensive rebounds, 15 points, five block shots, even had two steals. Rudy was a monster. A monster, absolute monster. And um, I'm hoping we get to hear from him. I assume we will. We usually hear from Rudolph. Rudolph. I don't know, uh, you know, going into Thanksgiving, maybe they'd be in a hurry, but uh, we've, we've seemed to be waiting a little more than usual for the players. It must be Rudy because he has a very, very strict skincare regimen. Is that what it is? I think. <laughs> He's got to get his moisturizer he, he looks on. Like he, yeah, he takes care of his. Yeah, he takes care of himself. You certainly look at sure. me and say, there is nothing there, but like he shampoos his beard, let's be honest. And it's true. No hand soap for that beard, though. No. Oh, you gotta, you know, what are what are we animals? You've know, we got to have standards. Is this palm olive? <laughs> like these whiskers look like they deserve palm olive. You're right. Jeff uh, Rudy probably has a little bit of a regimen he needs to go through. I then, guarantee he's got a regimen. Uh, we're expecting to hear from more players. I would love to ask him that question. Would you really? Yeah. Uh, so Rudy, what do you do there? You start off with uh, what, uh, what do you do? Hey, Rudolph. And to see what kind of response I got. You would get an angry one because there's no way he would like that. Degree. He wouldn't like that. Call me something different. Then I would just say, talk to me about your skincare regimen. And how does that affect your ability to get rebounds? And I mean, do you just feel more self-confident? And does that lead to more rebounds, lead to better boxing? I mean, out like what? when you look in the mirror, like the mirrors, like the old Mentos ads and you the star <laughs> pops up and you feel good about yourself when he's walking out of the locker room. Maybe that's, hey, it could be a secret to success. You don't know. All right. We'll get hopefully more player sound coming up around the corner. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Your final Jazz beat the Thunder 110 to 104. More next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, your final Jazz win over the Thunder, one ten 
to 104. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Download it uh, today. Uh, let's see. Free throws tonight. The Jazz were 17 of 20. And uh, the Thunder were 15 of 22. Uh, Bogdanovich and Gobert both went to the line six times. But as you mentioned, Donovan Mitchell didn't go to the line. Don't see that a whole lot. Zero. Zero uh, in his uh, effort tonight with uh, with 13 points. So Jazz at one point, and I'd have to double-check this, uh, Coach, but uh, the Jazz at one point were leading the NBA in foul shots. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the case anymore, but uh, 20 certainly not uh, not a bad number for this Jazz team. Well, let's uh, go back to Oklahoma City, and let's go ahead and hear from uh, Jordan Clarkson. The, the question I have is, like, a lot of teams are switching. Nobody's dropping against you guys, and a lot of teams are switching, doing some of the things that have typically made you uncomfortable in the past as a team. Do right. you consider that, like, a good thing in terms of being able to, to play against some of those styles, styles that you know that you're going to see in the postseason and, and, you know, and frankly have to get better against that style of play? Yeah, um, I think, you know, we talked about it since uh, training camp, um, you know, attacking those kind of defenses, uh, finding our strengths when teams do that. So teams going to continue to keep playing us, uh, you know, that way during the season. It's just prepping us. Uh, it's part of the process and, um, you know, what um, it's going to help us get better and help us, uh, you know, figure it out. The best way of learning is, you know, going against it and, um, you know, at live speed and full times, whatever team it is, uh, any night. So, uh, you know, we just figuring it out. Hey, JC. So Quinn said that aside from good shot attempts, simply not going in, he felt like tonight was one of the best offensive nights you guys have had all season. Uh, what was working out there for you guys? Oh, uh, we was just moving the ball, you know, finding uh, the next open man. You know, a lot of us were passing up um, good shots to get great ones. Uh, that's a, like, cliche statement, but I think, honestly, we were. Uh, you know, we just we just missed shots early um, you know, throughout the game. But, um, you know, that game could have got, you know, really ugly if we, you know, made shots and uh, do what we do. So uh, I think he's correct when he says all that. Jordan, do you feel like individually you've become a better passer since joining Quinn's system? And if so, how? Uh, yeah, I mean, my passes is kind of easy. Uh, you know, just trying to find, you know, the next man or the open man, uh, especially when teams, you know, doubling and uh, blitzing, just making the next pass. And I think our system definitely uh, helps me uh, make those just because we have so many weapons. You know, it's easy to. Uh, kick it to the next man because you know he's going to make the shot. Uh, you know, like I said, it's just so many of us, so many of us that can make plays, and, you know, it makes the game so much easier. There's Jordan Clarkson uh, right near, right there. That was an interesting last question on if he feels like he's become a better passer. T- tonight, Jordan Clarkson, 20 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3, 3 of 4 at the line. He did have 5 assists, Coach. 
and three rebounds. And it did feel as if, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe he's been doing this more long-term, but it did feel like uh, Jordan made a concerted effort to move the ball a little bit more tonight. And it can't hurt. You know, I think you don't have to take 20 shots every night. And, you know, I thought he used his shots wisely tonight and really moved the ball, like you said, drove it, got in the paint, and found people. So um, just uh, it, <laughs> the Jazz play so much better when Jordan's, um, you know, shoots a good number. But the five assists definitely are, are real positive. Well, yeah, now the bench units that he's playing with are a little bit better than maybe they were a couple of years ago when he first got here. And he, he, I thought that was a terrific answer from him where he's talking about the weapons that he's playing with. And, you know, the the days of being out there with, you know, three or four guys that are non-factors are probably in the rearview mirror. I mean, even look at uh, minutes he's going to play with Rudy Gay, who's, uh, who's a guy who can take advantage of some opportunities. We've seen Hassan Whiteside. I know he only played three minutes before getting ejected tonight. We've seen him routinely in double figures. And, uh, you know, of course, Joe Ingles, who we can get into Joe's game a little bit more as he was, uh, you know, kind of a, a non-factor once again tonight. But uh, you want to see him. Uh, get up shots and usually you know it's not an entire bench unit either and Clarkson's out there with say Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell or both so he's he's right there's a lot of weapons out there and it makes sense to to move the ball around and I I bet he's being honest right there where he said uh, you know he's become a better passer because of this system Uh, I totally agree Um, like you said there's guys you can trust everywhere and so it's just a matter of beating his guy and making a play um, so definitely, uh, you know, I, I thought kind of a resurgence for Jordan tonight. Nice to see the ball go in that many times, and they'll definitely need him. He's, he's a huge weapon for him. Yeah, I mean, he's sixth man of the year, plays a huge role on this team. I mean, he was a big part of the reason that they were so good last year, and this year's been a little bit up and down for him, although he's a little bit of an up-and-down player in general, but they're going to need uh, everything Jordan Clarkson's got if they're going to get to where they want to go. And, you know, he's a big factor. It's a big role on this team. More, yeah, I would say more downs this year for Jordan yeah. than ups, right? So hopefully it's a trend. Hopefully he starts to play consistently better. What about Joe Ingles? Joe tonight, 22 minutes, one of six, all three-pointers, three points total, two assists, and, and a rebound. And it's just, I mean, we talked about this the other night. It's it's not even that Joe's playing poorly. It's just that you hardly notice when he's out there. And, and that's... That's hard to say, right? But it's the truth. I think that, um, you know, Joe has always kind of done certain things very well. He still passes the ball well, but 22 minutes and and one for six is just, you know, he's got to play better. He's got to find ways that he can impact the game more. Um, And I know he's probably searching a little bit too, you know, internally on how to to make it all work. Well, we know he likes to start, but that's just not going to be, you know, that's just not going to happen a ton on this roster unless it's the nights that, that Mike Conley misses. But there's there's a huge need for him. You, you forget Joe Ingles was second in voting for sixth man of the year last year as he had probably the best season of his career. And the Jazz needed that to be overly successful. And not to mention that he's really their, you know, third ball handler. You can make an argument their second ball handler, but really the third ball handler on a team that, you know, values that because there's not a ton of guys that can initiate the offense. So, I mean, it's not like there's not a role for Joe to play. It just It's it's strange that you're just not used to him being a non-factor like that. Yeah, and, and I think that's 
that's probably the best way to say it. You don't know if he's out there or not, you know, at times. You have to be, oh, yeah, Joe's out there. And typically he's out there mouthing to somebody or this year it's actually been like just chasing people down in the body. <laughs> yeah, this year. That Not was, like uh, who was it that he caught in the beak last, last year? year? Yeah, caught him in the beak with a with a, the arm coming up. But him, it, I'll still, I'll always remember that, that sitting here watching that game with you um, when Joe went on the prowl. Well, Campazzo was cheating a little bit. Joe was just getting some space. You know what I mean? Swung it out there. Just nearly took the nose right off Campazzo's <clears throat> And somehow we got a replay of it like like 15 different times. How about this for uh, for a number tonight? Uh, between steals and blocks, uh, they had 19. 11 steals, including five steals from Royce O'Neal tonight, and eight block shots, five of which came from Rudy. Royce also had two blocks. So seven of those 19 came from Royce himself. And that those numbers, you know, again, they're part of what's called a hustle stat. And you love to see those. Like, like Quinn said, it, it, this was not the Jazz not playing well. Um, or, or, excuse me, not playing hard. It was, you know, things weren't necessarily finishing for them. But the beauty in the whole thing is they took the whole whatever it was to a certain point and – ended up figuring out a way to do the most important thing, and that's win the game. So I think there's, I think there's growth in that. Man, uh, yeah, there's – you remember you say the hustle plays. You remember the old hustle board oh, that yeah. they used to have? Are you kidding me? You know? That was such a – I'm sure every team around the league had it, but that felt like such a jazz thing at the time, right? Jerry Sloan, the, man. Yeah, those, those extra, you know, hustle points where, you, you know, those things really mattered to those teams. Like uh, I remember Coach Chiesa talking about – you know, he's sitting there counting deflections on the bench because that was a big stat that they kept internally was how many times could you get your hand on a ball? And that was just that kind of vibe of that team. And, uh, you know, maybe that's something this team, you know, needs to highlight a little bit more. Or tonight they certainly did. Maybe they highlighted enough. I don't know. I'm not inside that locker room. But maybe get back to those, you know, having that rep is getting a bunch of hustle points every night. Yeah, I love the idea. Um you know, those, those are things coaches really always look at. And, you know, it doesn't make it doesn't surprise me that those numbers were high for the Jazz tonight because they did play motivated. They did play, in my mind, locked in to, to try to figure out how to win. It didn't go as planned from the start. You know, they had to deviate, <clears throat> but they figured out the destination. That's always, to me, the most important thing. Yeah, uh, salvaging the W, certainly. And, uh, you know, the Thunder are scrappy. I saw online somebody, I think it was Sarah, Todd, maybe of uh, the Des News. I apologize if I miss, miss, uh, misquoting her. But uh, she, well, let me think where, where I was going with this because she had a couple of things she's, she tweeted out there. But uh, uh, she tweeted out that, uh, that she didn't feel like the effort was there or that uh, the Jazz were trying very hard. And I saw a little bit of that online. I'm not so sure that was the case. And she, she tweeted out that, uh, you know, the Jazz should be, this is where I was going, the Jazz should be creaming an Oklahoma City team without Shea Gilgis and Alexander. And I think there is some truth to that. However, I do think that Lou Dort in particular, but Oklahoma City was good at making the Jazz uncomfortable. Like they do deserve some credit, even though they were missing their guy. And they, it's not like they're not pros. You know, we've, right. thought, we've had this conversation a million times. I, I think where people get it twisted is <clears throat> the Jazz in people's minds are the Jazz, you know, th- that they only see each other so often, but they're the Jazz that, you know, 
are, are the number one team in, in the NBA, you know, in a lot of people's minds, you know, a team that's definitely contending for it. And they roll through Oklahoma City, and they're going to get their best shot. It doesn't matter if, if Shea's out there or, or not. Um, you know, and that's just something else that these guys are, are kind of learning to deal with right now that hasn't always been the case. All right, we're, we're still hoping to get some more sound from the locker room, but uh, we're still in a waiting pattern, so we're not exactly sure. So we'll step aside here for a moment. We might have some more player sound for you coming up right around the corner, uh, but we will certainly get some uh, final thoughts from Coach Lacombe on this one as uh, we get everybody ready for a happy Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories, from real Mark Miller Subaru customers, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruiz.com. Jazz win tonight, 110 to 104 over the Thunder. More next on the Jazz Radio Network. Bounce pass up top, it's loose. Gobert has the steal. Gobert dribbling. Gobert, big steps to the rim and hammers. Mother, may I take three large steps to the rim? and throw down a two-hand hammer. Timeout, Oklahoma City. Rudy Gobert, coast to coast, finishing it up. 6-0 run by the Jazz. It was two steps, David. It was two. It was a perfectly executed Euro. There's play the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection, LHMauto.com. Driven by you, of course, David Locke on the call. Jazz game night postgame show is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru Ways campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final score, Jazz beat the Thunder tonight, 110-104 to in Oklahoma City. Now, we are still technically in a holding pattern uh, with uh, post-game player sound. We've had two uh, post-game player interviews. Usually we have at least one more, so we're still holding out. They've still got the connection open, so we're really not sure. So we're hoping to get you another post-game player interview, but the time is running short, so we're not really sure. I'm guessing maybe they've headed for the plane and left the connection open, but that's just a guess. Just click it off. Jeff is Jeff is closely monitoring the situation. So if we do get another player... Is that why he's hovering over the monitor? We will bring it to you immediately. That's exactly <clears throat> what he's doing. He's hovering. He hovers well. <laughs> he does. It's it's one of Jeff's best characteristics as a producer. You can tell it's late. We got Jeff in there dying. There's a there's a holiday coming up tomorrow, and there's Jeff still I'm there, hovering, sudden, hovering. I'm all of a sudden turned into Red Fox. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Coach, it's a holiday tomorrow. It's late. Although, you know, I love these 6 o'clock starts. It's not as late as it usually is, so that's terrific. That's true. I did look up. I looked up to expect it to be a midnight, and then I remember. I mean, you still have, you know, a two-hour drive in front of you to get home, but you you get a little bit more of a head start. That's right. i got to get my passport ready. And the night before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. there won't be anybody on the road. You'll be smooth sailing all the way down all to... All the way down uh, to Goshen. <laughs> Goshen. <laughs> Wondered what random Utah town you would... That's uh, what we, we need to make that there. part of our bit. Goshen. That's the first one. Well, I'll just, you ask, and then I'll throw out some Leverkin. Well, I just always feel, uh, I always feel terrible that I, you know, I've got a nice little 15-minute jaunt home, and you've got to, got to pack it in and, you know, make sure you've got a snack and a beverage because you've got a long road to hoe. Booner told me he's, he's getting up 
to use the facilities about the time we get off the air for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said he's already been asleep that long, so yeah, he's trying to rub man. it in. Yeah, but we love it. We love it. We'll get you home at a reasonable hour tonight because nice 6 o'clock start. We've got an 8.30 start uh, coming up on Christmas night, so, you know. You know, it's pretty good. I was talking to somebody. I was talking to my neighbor the other day about the Jazz uh, playing on Christmas. Normally, I don't like late starts, but on the Christmas night, I'll take it. No, it's perfect. Get the whole, get the whole day. Then it really kind of makes thing. it memorable, you know? Yeah. And come in and take in some uh, some Jazz basketball, and then most folks don't have to work the next day. So, so And have, it's a Sunday, I believe, the next day. On Christmas Eve, and then Christmas slash Jake Eve. No. That's not That right. works. Okay. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Christmas night here. So you still be able to have like Christmas dinner with your family. I don't know. Do you do that on, on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? We do it on Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. So so we're good. We're in the clear. It's all good. Uh all right. Uh coach, let's uh let's get some final thoughts from you on this one. It looks like we're we're likely not going to get another interview from down in Oklahoma City. So let's go ahead and get some uh final thoughts from uh, you on this one as the Jazz do win. 110-104 wasn't the easiest victory in the world, but got some uh, good play from Donovan Mitchell down the stretch to seal the deal. And unlike the Memphis game, the Jazz were able to hold on. Yeah, there, there were a lot of good things that happened tonight. It, the most important thing is they won. I think they had to get that loss out of their minds. You know, it's, it's crazy, but the game really does kind of get mental at times. And you go through what you did the other night with Memphis, and then you go on the road and lose to a team without their best player that's water, you know, it's not very good already. And there maybe could be some cobwebs or things, you know, starting to creep into my, their, your mind. So the most important thing, they figured out how to win. I love the way Donovan closed the game. I thought Rudy was kind of Rudy-esque, you know, flying around and doing a bunch of, of active things. Um, you know, Conley was solid tonight. Rudy Gay gave the Jazz a huge lift off the bench. Um, and overall, just... The fact that they won the game and got better in areas that I think they need to get better in. So, yeah, let's check it. It's it's a thumbs up from me. All right, we want to say a big thank you to uh, David Locke, Ron Boone from Oklahoma City, doing a great job calling the game. Thanks uh, to the broadcast assistants who worked with us tonight. Thanks to Jeff, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. We want to say thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show. Mind you about the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Have a good day tomorrow. You too, man. Enjoy the family. Don't eat too much. Watch some football and then eat too much. But take I'll, a break. I will definitely do all of the above. Yeah. I'm good at all that stuff. Eating, sleeping, and being lazy. And if we didn't have to watch the Lions and the Bears, it'd be even better. Oh, man. What a bad game. But maybe, hey, Raiders-Cowboys, I guess that has uh, That'll be good. Yeah, I like that. And it was the Saints and uh, Bills. That could that could potentially be a decent game. So, you know. I guess the, the Lions-Bears Cow- Lions is just a tradition. But it's in the morning, so I feel like, you know, maybe kind I could the just opening band. ignore that one and then watch the other two. Like That's a festival, opinion. and it's on the stage... You don't really go to very often, but it's in the festival. 110 to 104 is your final. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to everybody listening. Hopefully you have a chance to uh, uh, 
have some great food tomorrow with uh, friends and family. And, of course, uh, remember what we're all thankful for in life. Uh, Our next broadcast, the Jazz have Thanksgiving off as well. Our next broadcast will be Friday night. The Jazz will be back here at Vivint Arena. The New Orleans Pelicans are in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.